Welcome to the Creative Kids of Norton podcast, where we respond to Guy Raz's podcast, How I Built This, featuring Yvonne Chouinard, the CEO and founder and sole owner of Patagonia Outdoor Clothing Industry. I'm Tommy. I'm Anshuman. I'm Blake. And I'm Sam. Anshuman, you seem to take great interest in this podcast. Do you want to tell us what you wrote down? Yeah, well, to start off the... Um my reflection first thing I noticed was the introduction that they gave which was if you want to say to be an entrepreneur study a juvenile delinquent and that really caught my that really caught my attention because you don't really consider juvenile delinquents to have a very to be a f- very unique but then you know it just caught my attention it was a cool relation yeah yeah well, because, I mean, you don't think of them being unique, but they are some of the most unique people because they're usually the people that go against the norm when they're little and don't follow the rules. Right. And usually they're put down for that. Right. But then now you're looking at them as a source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah. else did you see? Uh, also, one of the quotes that, that Shinard gave was, uh, or one of the things that he did was that he made mountain climbing gear in his backyard out of a chicken coop that was repurposed. So, I mean, it speaks to how small he started off and how, and considering where it is today, the growth like potential. 50 years old now at this right. point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it shows how passionate he was about the sports he was making stuff for. He was just filling his own need, which was, you know, interesting. He wasn't trying to, you know, like your Apple, trying to create a market for the product and trying to create things for people to know that they, or realize that they, they want them. He was just feeling a very basic need that he experienced on a personal level because he was so involved with the industry he was selling to. Yeah, and I remember he even said that his goal wasn't to grow the company. Yeah. So and yet, that's very interesting. And yet a whole lot of growth came from it. And he's got a lot of money now. But what else did you see, Anshuan? We're focused on me, aren't we? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, one of them, um, like I, I was basically connecting to a lot of business concepts that I've learned over the years um, from how he was talking. So one of the, the products that he was talking about was creating the stand-up shorts where you basically threw it together with um, some people and it was like really, really, what was it, like all starched up? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like really difficult. Because he said they were made from painter shorts, right? I think he said like a, a really thick like, like industrial canvas. fabric or canvas yeah right. and it, yeah. it was like not for the intended purpose he was like innovating I guess in a way taking like 10, tr- 10 washes to like actually break it in right anyway so I, I think that would be considered like a we, we actually went over this in class it was um, a minimum viable product somebody came in to talk about it. I don't remember who exactly but yeah that's one of the, the business concepts that's like so uh, common nowadays in modern entrepreneurship uh, creating not just not thinking of the entire product from start to end where you just start start it off um, step by step and seeing how well it's working out and then making the changes from there right I liked how he used he didn't like he didn't go about designing it he, he designed the product before he made it but <laughs> he didn't spend too much time designing it before he tested it out which was really cool and then he eventually got the best product possible because of that. Blake, did you find anything interesting in the podcast? Yeah, I thought uh, what he was talking about, like his management system and what he does. I mean, it's so interesting, first of all, that he's the sole owner of a company this large. I mean, it said his, his net worth was somewhere around $1.2 billion. 
Um, and to own 100% of a company that's becoming this monetarily successful is, is pretty unheard of. Um, and his management system for such a you know quickly growing company is really interesting. Um, he referenced traditional like top-down management style. You have your CEO and then your COO and kind of like your lead brackets of management. And it sort of trickles down this hierarchical system of, of management. And instead, he said that they put a lot more time and focus into like their interviewing or their screening process to hire people that would kind of work on an even playing field. Yeah. Really driven young people um, that were smart and they were innovative and they kind of had the same vision. So he didn't have to focus as much on like like overseers, I guess, in this management system. So I thought that was really cool and interesting. And something that I really thought was really interesting was that his his employees, they basically they worked kind of independently as said in the podcast and I remember he was saying that his employees were so independent and so used to that that they're basically unemployable anywhere else yeah right so it's so interesting that that also resulted in such a cohesive brand too like that mindset like you think of Patagonia and you like you think of I mean even though it was originally a landmark in South America everyone just thinks of the logo I mean, yeah, and, when, and how little that he said he's done to market it, yeah. too. So yeah. was it one half of 1% of revenue goes into marketing? Yeah. Well, when you and when yeah. you make a product that people want, the people that are using it are going to be the advertisement for it. Well, and I think the explosion of his brand in terms of, like, um, mainstream trendiness that it is, uh, that it's experienced has definitely helped, especially in probably like hiring people. That's true. The fact that so many people, like it, it said, um, for 16 internship positions they had over summer, it was something like 9,000 applicants Dang. for this position. So, I mean, they're gonna attract people because of their growing popularity and they're not gonna have to worry about investors or anything like that because of how successful they've become. Right, so they're just gonna keep growing. I think their success also like, depends so much on what their, like, their, uh, their business model is they're not focusing on maximizing profits they're focusing more on uh like like focusing more on the environment i i, I remember talk, him talking about how his clothes would he made it made sure that the clothes that that he would that he would go around with a truck and fix up any clothes regardless of whether they were pantonia from Pantone, Patagonia. Pat- Patagonia. Patagonia. there you go Patagonia you or go. not and <clears throat> uh, so yeah his basically his sort of like Environmental awareness is one of the reasons why people like his branding so much. Yeah, yeah. He he said multiple times that the most important thing to the brand was um, their environmental concerns, and he said that in his mind, like one way that that he could impact you know the environment was creating clothes that would last a really long time. And going so far as to say that they will, the company will repair any item of clothing from Patagonia, no matter how old it is or in what shape that it's in. Um, and they will even recycle old clothes to try and conserve um, their materials and everything. And that's a big focus for him, definitely. He's also said something they've donated almost $100 million since 1985 to wildlife and uh, conservation organizations. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope you appreciate it. And enjoyed and will continue to listen to the Creative Kids of Norton House podcast. Creatively. Bye-bye.